Hi, welcome to my podcast, where today I'll talk about Jesus telling Judas Iscariot, leave Mary alone. My name is Tim Harner. I am a Christian author and apologist, a graduate of Houghton College and of Harvard Law School, where I was an editor of the Harvard Law Review. As an attorney, my primary role has been as a general counsel. Therefore, I call the six books that I've written the General Counsel Series. The first four books of the series outline the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, providing scriptural backing for the final installments of the series that outline the history of America and the history of the Church Universal. I post my latest thoughts regularly on my website, timharner.com. For this podcast, please reflect on the questions, Why did Judas Iscariot criticize Mary? Why did Jesus tell Judas to leave Mary alone? And now, as I talk about Jesus telling Judas to leave Mary alone, let's pray that the Lord will let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in the sight of the Lord our God, who is our strength and our Redeemer. Today's thoughts are based on the chapter Jesus tells Judas Iscariot to leave Mary alone in my book, Hoping in the Lord. The danger to Jesus' life was now extremely high. For quite some time, Jesus' life had been in danger. Early in his ministry, he was nearly killed by people from his hometown when he dared to preach in their synagogue that God cared for people who were not Jews and that a prophet is never accepted in his hometown. On a later occasion, some Pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus after he healed on the Sabbath. Now, the plot to kill Jesus reached the highest level of the Jewish political and religious leadership. In the wake of reports that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, these leaders feared that Jesus' growing popularity would be the spark that would lead to the Romans destroying the temple and destroying the Jewish nation. To prevent this disaster, the high priest himself, Caiaphas, declared that Jesus must die. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. Jesus was aware of the danger. Therefore, Jesus no longer moved about publicly among the Jews. Instead, he withdrew to a region near the desert where he stayed with his disciples. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, many went up from the country to Jerusalem. These visitors to Jerusalem wondered whether Jesus would dare to come to Jerusalem for the Passover. There was no television coverage about Jesus' whereabouts or intentions. People kept looking for Jesus, and as they stood in the temple area, they asked one another, What do you think? Isn't he coming to the Passover feast at all? Jesus was popular with many of these people visiting Jerusalem. As would be proven when they gave him such a warm, triumphal entry to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. Unfortunately, the people visiting Jerusalem were not the only ones looking for Jesus. The religious leaders were also looking for Jesus so they could kill him. Indeed, the chief priests and Pharisees had given orders that if anyone found out where Jesus was, he should report it so that they might arrest him. 
The chief priests and Pharisees could not have imagined how well their efforts to learn Jesus' whereabouts would succeed. One of Jesus' inner circle of twelve disciples, Judas Iscariot, would betray Jesus so they could arrest him and kill him. The event that triggered Judas's betrayal happened just outside Jerusalem in the suburb of Bethany, where Jesus' good friends, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, lived. Judas and the other disciples were guests at a dinner given in Jesus' honor, perhaps to thank Jesus for raising Lazarus from the dead a short time before. As seems typical of the two sisters, Mary and Martha, Martha was serving dinner while Mary was paying more attention to Jesus than to the housework. Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with Jesus. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. We are not told why Mary poured this expensive perfume on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. One obvious reason was to thank Jesus for raising her brother Lazarus from the dead. It also may be that she was worried about all the plots to kill Jesus, so she wanted to do something very nice to Jesus as a gesture of support and sympathy at this difficult and dangerous time. Judas Iscariot objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. A number of other disciples also complained about this waste of valuable perfume. Some of those present, presumably including Judas Iscariot, rebuked her harshly. Perhaps some of those present sincerely cared about the poor. Even so, you would think they would be hesitant to criticize someone who was doing something nice for Jesus. They were awfully quick to say that using the perfume on Jesus was a waste. Furthermore, Judas Iscariot's objections were not based on any love for the poor. His objection was not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Jesus jumped to Mary's defense. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, and you can help them any time you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Presumably, this rebuke by Jesus played a key role in convincing Judas to betray him. Judas had not heeded the warning Jesus gave during the Sermon on the Mount. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Judas loved money, despising Jesus. Therefore, Judas betrayed Jesus. Remember this whenever you find yourself loving money. You cannot serve both God and money. If you love money, you will despise Jesus. You will betray Jesus. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. If you did, please share it with a friend 
and find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as on my website, timharner.com. My book, Hoping in the Lord, contains citations to sources, including the scriptures. Until we are together again, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord turn his face toward us and give us peace.